or to pay for health care. Giving aid to homeless people encourages them to live on the street. This is a myth filled with blame directed towards homeless people. Most homeless people are not in their situation by choice. They have been forced into their current position by illness, addiction, domestic violence, chance, or poverty. But I'll never be homeless. Homeless people are not always to blame for their situation. For many people, a well-timed combination of a job loss and an illness could create a very bad situation. People don't plan on becoming mentally ill. Maybe your insurance coverage won't be what you hope it would be. You might be at a vulnerable time with your expenses. The fact is, life deals each of us many unexpected blows. For aid, information, to volunteer or donate money, visit the Shelter Association of Washtenaw County on the web at www.annarborshelter.org or call at area code 734-662-2829. Good evening and welcome to Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and culture and food. My name is R. Wolf. R. Wolf, I'm filling in for my friend Mike Perini, and I would like to advise you that it's very, very, very cold outside. Getting colder by the minute. I was actually out raking leaves in this delightful atmosphere, and I can personally testify it's quite cold. Please be aware of the dangers of frostbite and hypothermia for anybody who's out in it too long, and under no circumstances should you be leaving animals out in extreme temperatures, hot in the summer and especially cold in the winter. Very, very bad. Be kind to animals. Do it today. Well, the next 90 minutes, we're going to be coordinating Pandora's Lunchbox and the Face the Music show from 7 to 8 using the numeral 8 simply because this is the, uh, we're drawing to the close of the year 2018. And I do this every year, and it's a, it turns out to be a very effective way to look back and examine music from our cultural heritage. So I'd like to go back 110 years now to 1908. This is a... Um, Scott Joplin composition played by William Albright in 18, 18, in 1989. It's called the Pineapple Rag. Three words, not pineapple, but pineapple rag. This is probably because originally the term pineapple was used to refer to pine cones. And then when people from northern climates started to see the uh, pineapple fruit show up. They said, oh, look, it's a pineapple. Anyway, the pineapple plant itself, if you look at it, it's got these uh, these long, kind of saw-toothed, tough, shiny leaves, it looks like, and it is a member of the bromeliad family of plants. 
Only this one's edible. So let's get with Scott Joplin now. 1908, the pineapple rag.
Sugarfoot Strut, just let me warn you. Sugarfoot Strut, let me afford you. There's a mystery down where the sweet gas rolls. Sweet and low, ginger cake soup. Brown is the cookie, Deacon Jones too. Even and silky, fall in the rain. Holler and sing, let's go. Yams are fun, young and old. Dig them up cold, the left them rolling the cold. From is the side, good is the body, and so whole day. Cinnamon roll, black as old Joe. Brown is what salmon, yellow is clove. The gold is what yammy. So trouble tut tut, let's do the sugar for strut.
Wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, I've got to acknowledge the efforts of our of our own Shane, young man who was in here. That boy was in here before me. He did six hours of radio today to keep WCBN um, happening during the day on this uh, on this national holiday. So. Uh, anybody who knows Shane, why don't you give him a pecan pie or something, or at least a slice of pecan pie, all right? Thank you, Shane. You are real. And that's one reason I love doing radio at WCBN is because there's, uh, there's all these vibrant young people making a difference in the world, and they're not at all reluctant to give of themselves any time of day or night, year-round, to keep this wonderful Freeform Experimental Radio Laboratory happening for you. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. You just heard a record from 100 years ago. The Clarinet Marmalade Blues. And it became a jazz standard. They just started calling it Clarinet Marmalade. But the original was the Clarinet Marmalade Blues. From 1918, the original Dixieland Jazz Band. And the Sugarfoot Strut from Louis Armstrong's Hot Five, 1928. Also from 28, a, a strange novelty record from clarinetist Johnny Dodds, guitarist Blind Blake, and one Jimmy Bertrand blowing a slide whistle, and they called that Hot Potatoes. Opened up Pandora's Lunchbox this evening with the Pineapple Rag, composed by Scott Joplin in 1908 and recorded many, 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 many moons later by William Albright on his complete Rags of Scott Joplin double-disc compendium, which I strongly recommend. It occurs to me that... uh, if I felt like it, I would probably talk about a uh, a train capsizing and dumping sugar into a river. But that might be depressing, and also it would take too much time. <laughs> but we we do usually on this show we try and bring forward um, strange news items like that. And this happened quite a few years ago, so. Um, we'll save that one for another time. And I do want to leave room at the end of this hour, after uh, another three tunes here, just to mention the origin of a very unusual title, uh, Johnny Hodge's record, that will end this uh, half-hour segment of my 90-minute show tonight. But first, let's get with Ivy Anderson singing with Duke Ellington and his famous orchestra in 1938. It's, uh, it astonishes me that there was a time when uh, guys working for Tin Pan Alley and cooking up these songs to make money, grown men would sit around and write songs with titles like When My Sugar Walks Down the Street. Every, ever, let me say it again. When My Sugar Walks Down the Street, all the little birdies go tweet, tweet, tweet. It's a very silly piece of music from the 1920s. By the time you get to 1938, Duke Ellington and Ivy Anderson lend it some class. Here's the proof. When my sugar walks down the street 
so affectionate and I'll say this When he kisses me I sure stake it When my sugar walks down the street The little birdies go tweet, tweet,
That was called the Crumb Elbow Blues. It seems like a good follow-up for Hot Biscuits by Jay McShann and the band that jumps the blues, recorded in 1948. But the Crumb Elbow Blues, it's spelled K-R-U-M, one of the um, titles that has puzzled me over the years, and I finally got a chance to look up and get some historical context for it. This is an example of Duke Ellington's orchestra um, recording under the name of some of his star soloists. He did this with Barney Begard and Rex Stewart and Cootie Williams and also Johnny Hodges, Johnny Hodges and his orchestra. Cootie Williams was all over this recording with his, with his brass voice, wasn't he? What is the Crumb Elbow Blues? Well, you can look this up yourself I want you to look for a, a, if you go online and look for FDR, that's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So FDR, Father Divine, and the Crumb Elbow Flurry. Boy, there is a mouthful. Again, it's K-R-U-M, and then elbow, like your elbow. And this is an, an article by Thomas W. Casey, an, an essay. Pardon me, I'm going to bring this microphone over here. It turns out that... In 1938, there was an altercation between Franklin Delano Roosevelt and a neighbor of his who lived on the other side of the Hudson River in Connecticut named Howland Spencer. Now, Spencer got kind of incensed when FDR, for some reason, decided that his property should be identified as Crumb Elbow. That's a that's the name of the uh, that part of the river I guess was Crumb Elbow and I think FDR wanted to be associated with the Dutch uh, ethnicity therein I don't know in the name Crumb anyway Howland Spencer who was a an adamant Republican and disliked FDR and his politics did a very interesting thing as and I think he thought he was dissing him by doing this what he did was he sold his property, which had a big estate on it and stuff, to the African-American minister, Father Divine, nationally acclaimed black social and spiritual leader. <laughs> and he, uh, it's, it's intriguing that Duke Ellington, who watched the headlines and was very much aware of what was going on with his uh, people, the African-American people, he named a whole piece of music after after this uh, incident. It's also worth noting that because of the uh, racist nature of culture in this society, the uh, this news item was forever sort of conflated with another racially uh, motivated incident that happened uh, right around the same time in that same area. And this was, I guess there was a, um, an amusement park where a riot ensued when a uh, sort of a pleasure craft of African-American people tried to disembark and come in and enjoy the, uh, the amusement park. Well, of course, that was integration, and the year was 1938, so there was actually a race riot over this.